Hello, HR professionals. Good news. This episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. Stay tuned to access your certification code. But even the improvement piece where you're always looking for ways to improve, a lot of that was when we come back to the office, we'll look at ways to improve or we'll do that training when we come back to the office. It was always when things returned to normal. So there was a lot of things that just kind of got pushed because we were just focusing on surviving, not just surviving work, but surviving our kids being home or yeah. being stuck in our houses. Yeah. And so as a leader, it was our job to recognize that those things were happening and saying, what are we going to do? Welcome to The Great Retention, a show spotlighting leaders who've built award-winning cultures where people feel empowered, seen, and recognized. In today's episode, John Duesberg chats with Christy Walsh, COO of the Georgia-based law firm Drew Eckel and Farnham. With over 250 total employees, 120 attorneys, and four offices across their state and growing. Like most COOs, Christy takes pride in her ability to analyze and provide solutions to complex problems in different sectors like hospitality, construction, and now legal. However, like everyone else, her entire team had to make a huge adjustment around the sudden shift to remote work due to the pandemic. You'll hear how they've been investing in keeping their people connected with the new workplace norms, focusing on the overall wellness within a fast-paced work culture, and how they're focused on engagement and employee development to compete with the bigger law firms in the war on talent. All right, let's jump right into this content with Christy Walsh. Over to you, John. Christy, thank you so much for hosting us here at your office, Drew Echo Farnham. Um, thank you for being on The Great Retention. So excited to just get your insights uh, about, you know, what your experience has been and as a law firm with employee engagement and retention, but thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And um, so maybe let's start, um, would love to just hear, tell us a little bit about the firm, maybe an, sure. an overview and just to give our audience kind of an understanding of, you know, your, your employee today. Yeah, absolutely. So we are um, a law firm. We have about 250 total employees. Law firms uh, do a lot by attorney headcount to know how big we are. We've got about 120 um, attorneys. We're headquartered here in Atlanta. We were founded in 1983. We're a full service law firm um, specializing primarily in defense, but also have corporate litigation um, and some some individual litigation and, and legal support. Um, we have two other offices, three other offices, I apologize, one in Albany, Georgia, one in Augusta, Georgia, and one down in coastal Georgia and Brunswick. Um, and they all, but our, our largest footprint is here in the Atlanta office. Got it. Got it. Okay. So four offices four total. Four offices total. Um, yeah. Okay. So a little bit spread out. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit about the culture at Drew Echo Farnham. So tell us about, I'd love to hear, you know, what is Give us an, an idea of what that's like as an employee, but also love to hear from your perspective as a leader, uh, you know, what does the culture mean to you? Yeah, so, you know, the, the culture here is, and I'm not going to say we're like a family because that's got such a bad stigma to right? it these yeah. days, but yeah. I mean, we generally like each other and, and yeah. genuinely like each other yeah. um, on a day-to-day -day basis. We get along. Um, and so what, what makes us kind of the three pillars of our culture is 
we take pride in what we do, whether, I mean, at all levels of the firm and all job functions, we take pride in our, in our work product and what we're providing. Um, we also are always looking for ways to improve. So um, finding ways to just operate more efficiency or to provide solutions faster to our clients. We also um, work as a team. That, I, I can't tell you how much like us working as a team is so integral to what we do, both at the, the smaller level, individual attorneys and their support teams, um, to the entire firm coming together as a team. And that really is the core of kind of who we are. Um, and that's, that's really what makes us so successful in what we do is, is those three pillars. Got it, got it. You know, it's interesting because I know that from our conversations before, there's a big difference between being in a midsize, you know, firm yeah. and, and feeling like you're part of a big team or one team versus yeah. a larger firm, right? So maybe share yeah. what, what <laughs> maybe. Yeah, know. absolutely. So um, so one of the things that, that you really notice or what we try to, to take pride in here is that each individual person is a core part of who we are. There's a core function that you uh, perform and there is, and, and you feel like you know the other people in the team. Yeah. I know all of our employees. I know who they work with. I know what their strengths and their weaknesses are. Um, and many of our leadership teams kind of feel the same way. We're all yeah. part of this together. We're all in that team together. One of the things that you kind of see in, in larger law firms and larger companies, whatever, is that you almost feel kind of like a cog in a wheel. I mean, of course, you're going to be right. close to your team members and, and those people that you see on a regular basis, but you're not going to know this. You, you, don't, you can't walk down to the COO's office and stick your head in and say, hey, do you have a minute? I've got a problem. Right. And so, you know, good or bad, I tell my people, if you've got something, come talk to me. I want to hear about it. That's what makes us better is when you say, I have a problem. How do we fix this? Or I have an idea. Yep. How do I implement it? Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and um, I know that, you know, having that sense of connection is really yeah. important. Now, over the last year or so, as, you know, we've been remote, right? <sighs> Obviously, I can't just walk down the hall to Christy, the COO, and say, hey, I've got a problem or I need help or can you, you know, and so yeah. I'm just curious, what's your, what's the firm's experience been as you've navigated, you know, working remote? Where are you now, right? Yeah. Are you coming back into the office? Obviously, we're here. Right, <laughs> but, we're here. Um, you know, just so maybe share a little bit about what's your experience been? How yeah. have you navigated that? Any lessons learned? Um, yeah, from so, that? you know, in, in March of 2020, just like everybody else, we, um, we shut the doors and we did a mandatory work from home. We're happy to say that we were one of the first law firms here in the Atlanta space to, to require people to go home um, because we wanted to take care of our people. We knew, we didn't know how serious it was at the time, right. but we knew that there was a risk. And so we said, guys, we heard about this. We knew it might be coming. We're prepared. Go home. Be, um, be safe, and you can work successfully from home. We are so very, very proud of, of how prepared we were 
and how we were able to have the tools ready to go home. Now, I know for, we, we, we joke that some corporations were like, yeah, this is all the time. But like in law firms, that was actually pretty unique because mm -hmm. it wasn't part of the majority of law firms' cultures to not work in the office. Right. Um, so, you know, pre-pandemic, lawyers were in the office, staff was in the office. Now, lawyers had a lot more flexibility because they had to be able to work from courthouses and um, other law firms for depositions and various things like that. So depending right. on their schedule, our attorneys had a lot more flexibility and a lot more ability to work elsewhere, but our staff, outside of a few exceptions, were in the office. Yeah, so it was and a big so transition. Then. It was a big transition. It was yeah. it was a lot of, of technical support. Um, give a shout out to our CIO, Jason Landers. I mean, he was okay. he made sure that we were prepared and ready to go. And we had a, a management team here. We have an emergency response team. I cannot say enough good things about them. But this isn't really about all of them. Right, but, right. That's but, okay. But we really did a great job. So so but it was a big transition for us culturally once we realized oh, this is, we're going to be here for a while. Yeah. How do we do this now, right? How do, how do we make sure our teams are communicating and, and holding on to that team environment when they're not next door and they can't walk out and they can't stick their head in, in each other's offices, which was such a big part of our culture. Yeah. And so, again, we had some tools in place. People didn't really use them. We had Microsoft Teams that nobody used until okay. uh, March, or and and mind you, they were fairly new tools in March of 2020. But still, I, we had we didn't really have a lot of adoption quite yet. And then with Microsoft Teams, that was the first thing we really pushed for people to stay connected. And just like when I when I said you could just come down to the COO's office and stick your head in the door, that didn't really change except for instead of sticking your head in the door, you were sending me a Teams on chat uh, Teams chat message, yeah. or you were calling me on Teams. I made myself very available for Teams calls as much as I could, and I and I told people I want you to reach out to me if you need me. I can't always promise I'll be available, but right. I'll call you back or or whatever. And so I got people were still very comfortable with reaching out to their team members in this new face-to-face, -face, but on teams, right? So, yeah. so we, we tried to stay connected that way. And then, you know, culture-wise, because the, there were still, we didn't really realize how much a part of our culture was embedded in us being here together. Right. So you don't realize that that some of that is starting to slip until <laughs> until it's already you've already eroded some of it. So and how did you know that it was eroded? Did you lose? Were you did you lose people? I did, well, or? we we lost a couple of people, and I don't think it was it, it was specific to um, the erosion of our culture. But we started noticing less of a teamwork environment. Okay. a lot more of people not jumping in as much as they used to or not communicating as openly as they used to and that just happens when sure. you're in your and you're at your home and and you're in your office you're not you don't have the yeah. same incentive to communicate with people so I, I heard from people that they would go you know weeks without talking to more than one person or oh, wow. whatever. I mean, and I'm like, how can you, I mean, they were like, well, I mean, we emailed, but right, right. I'm like, you yeah. got it. We got to talk same, more, yeah. right? It's not the same. Um, and so we started really focusing on, okay, we're losing a little bit. And you know what? And, and the teamwork was the first one because that, that is really the pillar of who we are, but the taking pride in our work, that didn't really slip. We still kind of felt that, that that doesn't matter where you are when you take pride in your work. It, right. it, that didn't, but even the improvement piece where you're always looking for ways to improve, a lot of that was, 
when we, when we come back to the office, we'll look at ways to improve, or we'll do that training when we come back to the office. It. So it was always when things returned to normal. And so there was a lot of things that just kind of got pushed because we were just focusing on surviving, not just surviving work, but surviving our kids being home or yeah. being stuck in our houses. Yeah. And so as a leader, it was our job to recognize that those things were happening and saying, what are we going to do? And so we talked about how we get people to interact. We, we tried some of those um, virtual socials. I think for some of the partners, we did like a virtual wine tasting. We did some trivia. Uh, we just tried to find some ways where people could connect. We encouraged our small group, group affinity groups to like four people would get together on a Teams call just so they felt connected. Mm -hmm. So we had, you know, we would just do random groups of four and say, all right, affinity group, here's your group of four, schedule a lunch, submit it to the firm, or we would send them an Uber Eats gift card. Okay. And so we, we, we kind of found ways to encourage them to interact again. And that had some positive um, impact. And then we also in... I want to say December of 2020, we implemented Cool Leaf, which allowed our, um, for those that don't know what Cool Leaf is, it's an employee engagement and rewards kind of system. So it allows them to interact with certain challenges. And a lot of them are social, but some of them were rewarding them for um, participating in mental health and wellness challenges when, to prevent burnout right. um, and take the time to think about themselves. And some of them we used for um, education. If you participate in this activity, before it was the free lunches, the cupcakes, the desserts would right, encourage right, people right. to yeah, come into, yeah. um, into the meeting rooms. And you, you know, you always gotta do something to get them away from their desk. We had to find a new way to do some of those things. So we just, we got creative, but it, it, it became a priority even more than saying, this is what we do. And we just kind of have to make sure it's continuing to move and be implemented. Got it, yeah. We had to really be intentional in, in connecting people. It sounds like initially it was like, well, hey, we'll just get back to it once we get back to normal, Absolutely. right? So you just kind of put a pause on the what yeah. you normally would do to be intentional. Exactly. And then there was some like moment where you're like, okay, this is going to be is here it. For, is, for a while, yeah. right? And so now we're, it sounds like there was a, just a dedicated focus. Okay, how are we going to bring people together? Absolutely. Right? Um, awesome to hear you say Cooley was a part of that. Yeah, it um, was. But, but, but that was, it's, we just want the ability to create kind of connection, right? Absolutely. And people feeling like they're part of a team. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's um, eye-opening to me what you said, which is someone shared with you that they hadn't talked to anyone except for one other individual for a number of weeks. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Right? And so to me, that as a leader, that's like, no, 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 that is not, if teamwork is part right. of our culture, absolutely. we've got we've to absolutely address yeah. this. And, and you know, it's not intentional, right? right? I mean, it's, it's we, we were all just so busy trying right. to survive because right. you got to remember work wasn't the only thing we were all sure. dealing with, right? Sure. So that we're, we were focused on our work, work culture, but so many people had so much that they were just trying to survive yeah. that it just got lost. Yeah. There was nobody saying, is everybody accounted for? Are we, are we making sure that we're all part of a team? Yeah, people um, are working even longer. Right, <laughs> right, right. Which goes into the mental health and burnout. Absolutely. And some of the areas you shared there. So, yeah. 
Um, so this is it's really, really helpful <laughs> just to hear, you know, kind of the, the inside story, right? Um, sure. So, you know, one of the big buzzwords right now uh, people talk about, from, I hear from other leaders, is the great resignation, right? So, yeah. you know, individuals moving to another, another job for one reason or another. So I'm curious um, at the firm, have you experienced this? Um, perhaps with maybe, I know we talked a little bit about larger firms starting yeah. to recruit now. Um, but what's your experience been? Are there things that you've been doing to, you know, offset that? Just curious kind of overall what your experience has been. Yeah, I mean, we're, I'd love to say that we're special because I do think we're special in a lot of ways, but we did not escape the great resignation like, um, like other firms in our industry, but like across all industries, yeah. we're feeling this great resignation and it almost feels like a talent shortage. It's, it's There's just not enough people for all the talent that we need. Um, and so one of, the, one of the big things that we're trying to focus on is what we had talked about earlier is we can't always compete with these large firms. I mean, historically, these large firms were not recruiting from the same talent pool of a pool as we were. Not sure why, um, but there was enough talent that we posted a job, we had multiple candidates, and then it was about who had the right experience and who fit our culture. And, right. and there was a candidate pool that we could choose from for that one job opening. Yeah. Now we have five job openings and the same two or three candidates for multiple job openings because um, these larger firms who have bigger pockets and, and actually deeper pockets and and can come in and, and offer higher salaries. I'm like, I just can't compete there, unfortunately. Um, so it go, goes back to our culture. What makes us different and why will that person uh, be more successful here? And we've got, again, those things we talked about where you're just not a, a cog in the machine, that you're right. a part of who we are. You know the firm, you know the people, we get together, we like each other. Those are all big things, but also you have more opportunity for advancement here. Um, you know, for some of the big firms, for law, lawyers, a lot of times making partners, the, the big end game, sure, right? Sure. And you got a lot longer runway at some of these bigger firms. Um, but you also don't get the experience that you do here. Our attorneys um, uh, pride themselves on including our younger talent so they see the depositions and the trials way younger than they do um, at other places. So that the the fun part of the job yeah. <laughs> for a lot of yeah. people, um, they get to see that much earlier. So there's a lot of things where we have to really dig into, these are the things that set us apart and that's what, what we're competing on. Yeah, no, that's interesting. It sounds like culture, the how you um, continuous improvement or the yeah. experience that's kind of up front and center in terms of how you're recruiting somebody. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, no, it's, that, that's an interesting point. Um, because I know as a small company for us, we can't just compete on salary alone. Right. Right. And so we've got to highlight, Hey, you're part of this team. You're going to be impacting, having an impact with what right. you do and, and learning and growing. And, um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great, a great point. That's um, very rewarding. Made. What, what we try, I mean, for some people, the salary is the end all be all. And, yep. and, and that's just, where, where the chips fall, right? Um, but for a lot of people, you wanna feel like what you do makes a difference. Yep, and absolutely. so that's where those are the people we're looking for, um, the problem solvers, those that feel like they can get in and really 
um, dig into a problem. Yeah, Those are the people that um, pay here. It's well. really interesting, and for especially for younger demographics, Gen Z. What yeah. I what I hear is, if 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 they don't feel aligned to the mission, right? values, purpose, they're going to go somewhere else. That's what we're hoping for, <laughs> right? So the <laughs> fact that you can really emphasize that, I think, yeah. is. I think is um, just, you know, that's that's the future, yeah. right? So so I love it. Um, so, okay, so as we wrap up for, for other leaders who are listening today, um, they're navigating some of these same challenges. You know, hey, I've got five jobs, I've got two candidates, <laughs> yeah. right? So, so I know a lot of people, this is what they're experiencing right now. Any uh, lessons learned, insights, just practical pieces of advice that you could share, whether it's in the you know, law industry or, or, or not, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be. But any, any practical pieces of advice that you would share with other leaders as they're navigating some of these same things? Yeah. I mean, I think um, th what I say over and over is we've got to give ourselves grace and we have to be flexible. Um, we're all kind of navigating this brave new world <laughs> together yeah. where all, we're all experiencing a lot of the same pains, um, or at least we're, we're experiencing a change. So it may not be the same depending on which industry, you're, but, but this has changed us yeah, <laughs> um, sure. in, in various ways. And the, the talent and the great resignation, it has changed the way we view things. And so be flexible. You may have this brilliant idea and you put your blood, sweat, and tears and your heart into this great new thing. Um, and then you roll it out and it's not what was needed or it's not exactly what was needed. So like be willing to say, okay, take a step back, listen to the feedback, make some adjustments or, or changes, um, and keep going. You just, you just have to, to make, um, adjustments and be flexible as we're figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Sounds like a startup. You're right. iterating, right? You're <laughs> that, and, and it is. It's And, you know, yeah. for law firms, that's very different. Um, yeah. Anybody, you know, listening or depending on how, inter I mean, law firms move at a glacial pace historically. Right, right. Um, it takes forever to get anything approved or changed because lawyers in their nature want things to be perfect. Yep. They just can't take things that aren't perfect. As business professionals, we know that, it's got to be good enough. Yep. And then you keep trying to reach better. You keep trying to reach improvement. But if I wait for it to be perfect, it'll never, it'll never be launched. Yep. And then by the time I launch it, it's, it's not what we need anymore. So right. we've got to get good enough. We've got to be willing to make some changes as we go. And then we just have to give ourselves grace if it's not perfect. I like that. And I like also what you said about getting feedback, listening, yeah. right? And then continuing to evolve and iterate. So Christy, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate just you sharing your wisdom, your insights, um, ton of respect for you as a leader. Thank you. Um, but really appreciate you being on The Great Retention today. So thank you. Awesome, thank you. That wraps up another edition of The Great Retention. Thank you for joining us and being a leader who genuinely cares about recognizing and empowering the everyday hero in the team members around you. We are proud to support your leadership journey and grateful for your support of this podcast. If you haven't already, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. This helps us get this content in front of more aspiring people first business leaders. If you'd like more perspectives on how to create exceptional cultures around award-winning talent, Go to coolleaf.com and sign up for our newsletter to get them straight into your inbox two times per month. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. 
Thanks again for listening. Now go be people first leaders by celebrating and connecting your people today. HR professionals, thanks for listening. As promised, this episode of the Cool Leave podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. To claim your SHRM credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM. To claim your HRCI credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI. Complete the three-question form to receive your certification code. That's coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM and coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI.